When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. Today's episode is one of those where I kind of go on like a wild hair. I was helping my eighth grader with her homework the other day, her math homework, and I got uh, jazzed about quadrants. I remembered how much I love quadrants. So we talk about quadrants a lot in this episode, and I come up with, I don't know, three, four, five different ideas. Since we've recorded, I've come up with two or three more that I think mostly just help us orient in time and space as we try to figure out where we're trying to take our relationships. If you have any that are inspired by this episode, please do let us know. In the meantime, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. I put a puppet on my microphone. I like it. Yeah. Uh, now I have somebody to look at besides you because he's just like looking like right back. At <laughs> where did, hold on. What did you, where did you, did you like Google puppet for microphone and get it no, sent to your, okay. your house? This, this is actually a really cool story that I'm proud to share here, which is, um, hmm. you know, our family, we're big fans of live theater. Live theater is an important part of our life yeah. and live theater yeah. had a rough go this last year. Like you, there's not a lot yeah. of, but, um, one of the theaters here in town that we love and support, they have kind of tried to just pivot what their theater. It's called Taproot Which Theater. Uh, oh, I used to work there. The one, the one you worked yeah, for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Abby got her kind of start there taking camps and classes, but um, they are trying to pivot and support a lot of local artists who are, who might otherwise be working on stage or working behind the scenes or working in costume shops or whatever. And this one guy mm-hmm. created a little business where he makes uh, little puppets it's a hair clip. I don't know. Can you see Can you see it? It's a hair. <gasps> it's a That's hair clip. That's a hair clip? Yes. That is so cute. Yeah. And it's just really cool. I'm, I'll go ahead and read it right here. His name is Matthew Posner and it's, and he's on Instagram at hand to mouth creative. So if you're in the, huh. if you're in the market for a puppet, a hair clip puppet or something to go on your microphone, he's an, a puppeteer, an actor and a voiceover artist. And he is, uh, his name is Matthew Posner and I have his puppet on my, uh, on my <laughs> microphone. Um, and I, I don't didn't know intend why to this talk is... about him or it, but no. I'm happy to because I think we ought to be doing what we can to support people who are otherwise therapists are busy. <laughs> <laughs> therapists are busy. Um, actors are not busy. <laughs> local actors. That's right. Your local actor in your local community is having a hard time. So buy his puppets. Yeah. 
Um, it reminds me of a puppet that I want I want to get eventually. I told you the other day, I think I texted you and I was like, hey, I'm right in the middle of researching how to become a sex therapist because I have been oh, right sort on. of toying, yeah. toying around with the idea of getting that um, extra certification, yeah. which is like a whole nother master's degree. Yeah, Goodness lot. gracious. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that's the direction I go. But one of the puppets that I want to get is it's a talking vulva. Right um, yeah, it's I've not a talking these. vulva, but yeah. So I, I kind of want to get a, a vulva puppet and it's something that Emily Nagoski yeah. uh, teaches with when she. Yeah. And Tina, that, Tina Schirmer Sellers teaches with it too. Oh, she has a vulva too. I mean, well, she yeah, has she a, vulva, a vulva, but like a, pu- yeah. a puppet, Actually, a puppet you do vulva. <laughs> but, um, I do. And that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah. no, yeah, she has a puppet and it's funny cause she mostly uses it to teach men. Right. Where the stuff okay, is. That makes sense. Where the, the stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can just look at your wife and be like, that's your stuff. That's the stuff. Like, yeah. well, <laughs> this, oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> okay. What are we, what are we talking about now that we've already mentioned Volva four or five times <laughs> and it's making everybody cringe. You know, Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, especially during abnormally stressful times like these. This is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor but with the ability to communicate when and how you want. The matching process is quick but thorough, and you have the ability to communicate with your therapist how you like it, whether it be messaging, over the phone, or video conferencing. I know that in-person therapy sessions aren't feasible right now, and a lot of therapists are booked out, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you're supporting marriage therapy radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register. Try T-R-Y better B-E-T-T-E-R help. H-E-L-P.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Okay, we are talking about... You said about, you have to download some ideas. I'm on a, I'm on a kick. Weird. Weirdly enough. I got a thing that I can't, cannot avoid. I can't wait to like sit back and just relax on this podcast <laughs> and let you go. So Go I ahead wanna, and download, Zach. I want to tee it up just a little bit because I think this podcast is going to be one where I'm going to say a lot of things. And it's both one thing and many things. And the one thing <laughs> is that I want to talk about quadrants. But then I want to talk about several kinds of quadrants and this will all make sense. But uh, I don't know what's going to be helpful to you, Laura, or to you, dear listener. But yes, I want to talk about quadrants. Do you know how quadrants work? I I mean, other than just like a way of of organizing information. Sure, sure. So quadrants have two axes, right? There's an X axis and a Y axis. And generally you have a positive, positive, a positive, negative. A negative, negative, and a negative, positive, right? Quadrant one, two, three, four. And they have different I'm values. I'm drawing notes right now. Positive, positive. Got yeah, it. So draw, yep, draw a yep. big plus. Draw a big plus yep. like this. Yeah, yeah. And then you got plus, minus, and you got plus, minus. I, I know how a quadrant works. Thank okay. you for the hand motions. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's a way of organizing information. And I started thinking about it because it just kind of came up in almost every conversation I've had with clients over the last couple of weeks. And it started with, something that I think we've mentioned before, which is the idea of I'm okay, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you think about both axes on, on this quadrant are the axis of okay. And it's, or rather no, it's you and me. 
right? This axis, axis one is you and axis two is me. And the, va- okay. the value is okay. When we talk about I'm okay, you're okay, that's best, right? If you and I are having an interaction where we are both kind of showing up in our best skin, uh, that I think I'm okay and I believe that you're okay and you believe the same, that interaction is going to go really well. There's three other permutations, right? There's I'm okay, okay you're not okay. Okay. There's I'm not okay, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's I'm not okay and you're not okay. Right. Whenever I teach this in my client office, everybody goes, okay. And then we're all saying, okay, all the time. So, um, but you know, I'm okay. You're not okay. Is me operating out of position of contempt, right? I'm not okay. You're okay. Is me operating out of a position of shame. And then I'm not okay. You're not okay. I actually think that's second best, right? Where we both, when you're aligned. Yeah. when When we both agree, like we're both, anyway, it sets it up, right? That there's a space that we can sort of plot. We can kind of go, oh. I'm actually in this quadrant, quadrant two, I really want to be in quadrant three or quadrant one. So in this way, I'm talking about quadrants because again, there's sort of this idea that we can be in this case, both. Okay. That's good. Both not. Okay. That at least keeps us humble. Okay. It might keep us unhealthy, but maybe it keeps us humble and I'm not going to go into, but we certainly could inside of a single quadrant, right? There's degrees of negative and positive, right? It's not just four total options. There's also gradations. But I think it's a helpful way, like you said, to organize information, particularly if you find the thing you're trying to work on, right? Okay. So very close to this quadrant is one of Terry Reels, for example. And Terry Reels is, it's got the the axes include an axis about boundaries. Right. And then an axis about kind of, um, I forget what he calls it, but um, basically hierarchy. So the, the, okay. the vertical the one up, axis. one down position. Yeah, the vertical axis is about grandiosity and shame. Yeah. And then the boundary axis, the horizontal axis is about, am I very closed off or am I very open? Right. Okay. So, so now we can begin to sort of go, Hey, where are you in this space? And then he, he draws a circle right around the middle, which is what he calls the, I think he calls it the zone of health. All I'm saying is I'm pretty excited about helping people locate themselves and then give them a direction. Okay. And the reason is because, okay. uh, so we're in Mexico last week and uh, there's four girls there, my two daughters and their two friends. Do you know how hard it is to find a movie that four girls can watch together? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really hard. Anyway, is one it night pretty, we ended up pretty woman? Nail it every time. What's that? Pretty woman. You nail it every time. Yeah, pretty woman's a good one, actually. That's a good one for all, all women. Okay. I got a thing about all women. I, I don't believe in it. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, we're watching, except that maybe they all have vulvas. In fact, that, that's not even true necessarily. God, okay, hold on. Rabbit trail. Back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're watching this movie, Despicable Me. And the bad guy yeah. in Despicable Me is a guy named Vector, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the, the line. It's speed and velocity or something. And it's, uh, it's crazy. But anyway, I think about vectors. Because if you, if you can locate yourself on the, on the quadrant, and then you can actually locate, your, locate where you want to be, now okay. it's about getting onto that vector and moving in that direction. Okay. Again, I can do 10 of these right now because they're, they're coming up everywhere in my practice. But mostly I think the point is if you are willing to walk into your, to your therapist's office or even into your marriage and say, I'm working on my marriage. Okay. I'm like, what are you working on? Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm working on bench mm-hmm. pressing my body weight, I'm working on, okay, well, I can do half my body weight now. I got to. I got to inch up. I got to grade eight up. And then, right. oh, I, and then I can put a time, but I'm working on my marriage. What is that? Well, maybe if you're working on moving from quadrant three to quadrant one, mm-hmm. that's something that we can get excited about. So 
that's that's what's on my mind today and I could keep talking, but maybe you want to okay. say the words. Yeah, I'm going to have some ideas because here's what you're doing is you're this is all new information to me. And when you talk about quadrants, it's a very visual thing for me. So literally, as you're talking, I'm having to draw out a quadrant. But I, I think what you're saying is it's just really important to understand where you are at this very moment, like understand and have that self awareness of where you are and where you're intending to go. Does that does that sound like what you're hoping for? Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Okay. I think relationship is more art than science, but there's a thing called the art and science of love that we both got to do last week, which was fun for us. Yeah. But this is more of the science part, right? The science is what is the, where am I? Where do I want to go? And then this is the other little metaphor that I've been using over and over and over again. And I need to perfect it, but it's basically this. If you're in Seattle and you want to sail to Hawaii and you leave Seattle and you're only off by two degrees. You're only right. off by two degrees. That's not mm -hmm. bad. It's actually it's actually pretty good, especially mm -hmm. when you're sailing. It takes a lot of attention. But by the time you get to Hawaii, if you if you stay off by two degrees, yeah. you're not in Hawaii. You're in like South Texas or something. I don't know. I don't know where you end up if you stay. <laughs> if you, but but that's the same thing with this vector kind of concept, right? If I can see where I am or if I can plot myself and even my partner in this yeah. space and we can look at where one or both of us wants to go, mm -hmm. we can begin to move. And if we're off by two degrees, maybe your therapist helps you self-correct or your podcast or your book or your, 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 mm -hmm. you know, your, your support group or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think, yes, you're exactly right. It's very important to know where you are mm -hmm. relative to where you want to go. And then that gives you the thing to work on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes perfect sense because I think the piece that is interesting that I think we focus on a lot as couple therapists is um, when I first meet with a couple is what are you bringing to the table? Where are you right now? What's happening in the relationship that you're identifying that isn't working for you? But there's always seems to be if you don't close the gap of, OK, so this is the quadrant that you're in. But where's the quadrant that you're headed? Mm -hmm. What do you where do you want to end up? And that's the next conversation that sometimes doesn't come out for a while because all we can kind of focus on is heads down wherever I'm at is not okay right now. And yeah. I can only focus on not wanting to do or be here anymore. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But the missing part is, well, what is it that you want to do? Yeah. And I really enjoy having that conversation with a lot of couples is the, where are you going? What's the vision? And I, it takes a while sometimes for me to even get to that place for couples because they are so stuck. And they are like, all they can see is the quadrant that they're in. Yeah. And they don't, and they don't know the answer isn't a cliche, right? Because where do I want to go? Oh, we want to communicate better. Oh, we want to have less conflict. Oh, we want to have more connection. All of those are cliches. They don't mean anything. So they need a place to orient. And mm -hmm. I'm probably a little less gentle than a lot of therapists in the sense that like, I'm kind of, I'm like, let's, let's, can we just go ahead and call this what it is? Can we just say, right. Um, and then I'll tell them that you got to, you have to, you have responsibility to work on this. Like it's, it's your job, not yeah. mine. I can just, I'm just here to give you kind of the, the map, but, but I think, so here's another one that we talk about. We talked about this one actually in um, the course we wrote called marriage in motion, which is available mm -hmm. now at marriage therapy radio.com. Um, <laughs> it's um, good moves. Good moves. Thanks. No, we talked about the idea of, for example, how do you show up uh, sort of as a leader in the relationship leaders, a loaded word. But what I mean by this is like the, the axes consider the axes as strength and tenderness. Okay. Right. So if I show up, cause ideally as a parent and as a spouse, I want to be both strong and tender. Right. 
if I'm strong, but not tender, that's abusive. Mm. If I'm tender, but not strong, that's naive. Right. Okay. So how am I going to move from wherever I am? Just uh, my baseline and mine Mm -hmm. probably is more strong than tender. Um, And so how do I, Zach, move into the sort of the strong and tender quadrant and deeper into it as I go so that I can show up in the way that I like to show. That's not everybody's gig, strong and tender, but I like it as a model because here's something we also know. Your parents, my parents, they're also on that quadrant, right? They taught us about strength and tenderness. Mm-hmm. And so we're probably plotted somewhere near them. Right. Um, and, it, and then we get to go, do I want to be near them? <laughs> I don't think I do. So I'm going to move up this way. Right. Can I, can I just tell you a story? I'm just going to diverge just for a second because yeah. I actually kind of need your support on this as like the old guy that's been through raising kids. Um, yeah. And this has to do with strong and tender is that I had this. So Holden keeps calling home. Uh, he goes to the nurses, he goes to the front desk and he says, I don't feel well. And they call me and I uh, have this option at that moment. Do I go grab my son from school, bring him home, put him on the couch, give him a special blankie, make him feel better because he's not feeling well at school. I've noticed that there is a, I think he's crying wolf, basically. Mm -hmm. He's, I mean, there's, if he was legitimately sick, I would say, gosh, something's going on here. He's really sick. But what I think is going on is something else. I think he's going, he's getting bored or he just doesn't want to be at school anymore. He wants to come home and watch TV because it's warm and cozy and mom pays attention to him, whatever it might be. And so now I get a phone call yesterday from the school. Mind you, this is the second time it's happened in a week. Mm -hmm. And I have this thing. Am I going to be strong or am I going to be tender? And I don't know where to go with this. Mm-hmm. And I definitely was like, well, how would I, how would my mom have handled this yeah. situation? Yeah. And my mom would have said, buck up. I'm a single mom. I can't come and get you from school. But in my mind, I'm thinking I'm very flexible. I can come grab you. I can take care of you. And so I'm really like trying to figure out what's right. And I'm, I'm perplexed as to what to do in this situation. And I asked Ryan, what do we do? And he actually told me I need to be more tender than yeah. strong. Yeah. Well, I, and I think uh, maybe, I think the key is both, right? Strength and tenderness. And if they're both positive, live in sort of quadrant one. And then of course there are gradients. I've, I've had my kids call home from school plenty of times. And, you know, um, I think the answer is, yeah, yeah, buddy, you don't feel well. Like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. That really stinks. We need to we need to check that out. See what's really going on. Also, yeah. you got to stay at school because yeah. that's kind of your job right now. And and you and you can do it because you're resilient because you know what? You're strong. And mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, like you don't they don't have to compromise, I think, I, or they don't have to be in conflict with each other. OK. And and, you know, I think that's the piece where some of us, we have a strong, strong bias for strength. Like a lot of men mm-hmm. in particular are like, mm-hmm. buck up, dude. Like, sorry. The, the, I'll yeah. come get you at the end of school, you know, right. Don't cry right. or something, you know, mm-hmm. like th- that's, mm-hmm. we've seen the worst versions of that. Right. And then a lot yeah. of moms, of course, are tender, you know, you've sort of described a little bit of a different dynamic in your house there, but you know, a lot of moms <laughs> are like, I'm here, I'm on my way. I'll be there. Right. You need me. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm um, yeah. talking to a woman yesterday who's in her seventies and she still wants to mother her 35 year old children and her mm. children are like, no, yeah, I don't, I don't want that anymore. And I think mm-hmm. part of that is it's just the deal. 
But if you get off this podcast and you sit down with that, that quadrant and you mess around with it a little bit, then, yeah. then what you have now is a tool that helps you kind of move in the direction that you want to go. Right. Because right. you don't have to be one or the other. And that's the beauty right. of, that's the beauty of quadrants, right? Mm-hmm. Like here's a, here's another one. If you don't, if you, if you want one, um, I just was reading about, uh, well, I was thinking about Eli Finkel's model. Eli Finkel's model is, um, around how we make attributions to our partner. Mm-hmm. So will you tell people about Eli Finkel just to like, a yeah, Eli Finkel snapshot? is like, he got, he wrote a, a book called the all or nothing marriage. Um, yeah. and, uh, he's a guy out of, I think he's in Chicago, but he has this idea of, uh, what's called marriage hacks. And one of the hacks mm. is when your partner behaves in a way that you don't like, take control of your attribution. And what he suggests is attribute that poor behavior to a temporary external condition. I love it. Right. They're behaving that way because of something that's happening to them. I'm not because mm-hmm. of who they are, but it's a, and it's not going to last forever. It's temporary and it's external. Alternatively, and that's your axis, right? Is it permanent or temporary? Is it internal or external? And then alternatively, when they behave in a way that you like, make the attribution in your brain that that's a permanent internal condition of who they are. They do that because of who they are. It mm-hmm. actually doesn't matter why your partner did the thing they did. Mm. Where the power is, is in the attribution that you apply. Yeah. And, and again, that's just where quadrants are helpful, right? Like you can sort of run through your options if Ryan comes home late from work, right, you can run through the options. Yeah. Do I attribute this to the fact that he, um, an external factor that he was running late because he might have you know, been he in ran out of gas, or, yeah, or was in a, traffic. yeah, right. His phone died, which almost always like well, let's let's make this real reality here. <laughs> Ryan's been golfing for for seven hours and I can't get a hold of him. And I thought he was going to be home two hours ago. What is the attribution that I give? Is it that he is a selfish person, an internal characteristic, Mm -hmm. or is it that it was a really slow day on the golf course Mm -hmm. and things were really backed up and he's waiting. He was playing behind me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He was playing behind Zach and he's waiting for his ride to sober up (laughs) so he can get home. So that's external. Well, and if you say, hey, are you okay? Was it a slow day on the golf course or like the gym over drink again? And he might go. Now, actually, it's my fault. I'm sorry, Laura. Like, it's my bad. Yeah. But if you, if he comes in and you're like, oh, you did it again, huh? And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I could have let Jim drive, but we had to talk totally. him off the ledge because he's having a really hard time at home. Like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of just, I, all I'm saying is I'm, I can't get enough of these quadrants. Like I, I, or, or the sort of the quadrant thinking, because again, it helps you orient and then it helps you give a direction where to go. And there are tons and tons and tons of ways that you can apply this. So that's the, that's the jam I'm on at the moment. I like it. I really like the Eli Finkel jam. Should I read the all or nothing marriage? Do you think it's an interesting book to read? I liked it. I think it's the rare blend of a book that is both academically relevant and artistically written. Oh, another quadrant, if you will. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like you bought this book. You have a book right now that you bought that I think is full of very, very good information, but uh-huh. is dry as a bone. Right. You know, um, and those yeah. are hard. And then, of mm-hmm. course, there's a book that is really, really well written, but has nothing to say at all. And those are harder to, to stomach yeah. for me too. So you want a little bit of a blend of both. I get it. You know, I get it. 
Well, let me ask you a question. This is something that I like to end my sessions, uh, my therapy sessions with. If you're a client, you've heard this before, but I want to ask this to you and ask our clients, uh, clients, our listeners to think about this as well. Thinking about what you have control over. So sort of thinking about like the Eli Finkel idea of attribution, something that you have total and complete control over. What am I going to attribute this thing to internal or external? For you, Zach, what do you want to make as an intention of how you're going to show up as a better human being to do better in your relationship? Something that you personally have complete and total control over. What is one thing that you want to focus on in the next week or two that will help you to become a better you in your relationship? Uh, that's an easy one for me right now. It's a, I, I'd have to work a little bit to draw it straight to relationships, but I think it's going to make me a better person, which is I, I want to become a morning person. So mm-hmm. I, in May, which is two days from now, I'm going to mm-hmm. start like kind of intentionally having a kind of a morning jam, like a morning routine. I'm going to get up at a specific time. I'm going to have a yeah. specific routine before I go to work. And just so I don't know. We'll see how that benefits my relationships. But in terms of like what what's the one thing I want to do? Yeah. Yeah. OK, I like that. Should I, I think, ask you? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to ask you what's your what's your no. OK? I haven't. I was actually just thinking about that. Like, what would I be more intentional about? Well, it sounds Actually, like one there, of the things is... you could be more intentional about is moving deeper into the strong and tender quadrant. <laughs> <laughs> strong and tender. That would help me in my relationship with my son. That's actually where Ryan and I balance each other out quite well, is that there are times where he is quite strong and I'm quite tender. And then there's others where, especially around health related issues, I tend to be quite strong and not tender enough. And I'm really learning how to be more tender. But I would say in my relationship, the thing that I have control over And this is something we're going to get to because I've been reading this book that we're going to interview Laura Doyle on. Um, And so we've been preparing for the interview and she's been talking about um, when you have a request for your partner, making your request more of a desire and allowing your partner to figure out how to meet your desire rather than just telling your partner exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. So it might be, you know, like saying to Ryan, like, I would really love to feel more connected to you. And then allowing him to sort of go in and have the, um, I don't know what you would call that, like independence or well, the choice, um, right? Like the um, choice. I yeah. I talk about that a lot with regard to sort of the, I don't know if this is quite yet a quadrant, but um, it's the it's the axis of desire and demand, right? It's way okay. easier for me to give you yes. what you want if you tell me that you want it versus right. if you demand it from me. Okay. In fact, because of the way I'm happen to be personally wired mm-hmm. i'm the kind of guy i'll give you the shirt off my back until you ask me for it you know you, like <laughs> i'm like here you need the seat on the bus oh hey you want to sit here sure yeah sit here until somebody says hey can you get up so this lady can sit down no my body's gonna go uh-uh nope so <laughs> whatever that's it's a, a, that is so funny a, i've never heard that before it's a different story but that's how that's how my brain operates for sure mm-hmm. yeah so i'm really just working on like expressing the desire and allowing my husband to have the choice to sort of meet that desire in his way to show up for me in his way and have that be okay. And that's something that I read in the book that I was like, Hmm, I'll try that on because I want him to have more of a sense of, you know, like rather than feeling bossed around, like making the choice for himself of how he wants to show up. Sure. Definitely. If you listener, dear listener have quadrants (laughs) that are meaningful to you, like throw them at me. I want to know about them because I, I promise you I will use them and I will think about them. And maybe I'll even ooh, put it in a book, maybe put it in a put writing it in a book. Yeah. Yeah. 
But speaking of books, it is really helpful for us, Zach and Laura, if when you hear about a book on the podcast, you go to mm-hmm. uh, radio.com and buy it from the bookstore only because uh, we have to hit these like silly little quotas. And if we don't do it, then we get fired and I don't want to get fired. But um, <laughs> we, we sold a book the other day. and We got a dollar thirty seven, which is just kind of fun. But um, yeah. if you're intrigued by Eli Finkel's book, The All or Nothing Marriage, we'll have a link for it on MarriageTherapyRadio.com. And uh, mm-hmm. I would be happy and if, also, you, if you did that. we'll have a link on for uh, Laura Doyle's book, which we will be interviewing Laura Doyle. You, hear, you will hear more about her book, uh, The Empowered Wife. Empowered, that was the word I was thinking of. Empowering my husband to meet my desire. There you go. Um, and you'll find the link on our website as well. Were there any other books that we mentioned? I don't think so. Today, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and land this plane. I have a client that uses that language all the time and it just makes me giggle and it'll probably make him giggle that I'm mentioning him right now, but what, let's land, land it. Yeah. He said, he's like, all right, Laura, our time's up. Let's land this plane. <laughs> <That's pretty funny. laughs> yeah. All right. Um, cool. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Again, if you hear any books that we have mentioned, whether it be Emily Nagoski's book, Come As You Are, Eli Finkel's book, All or Nothing Marriage, uh, Laura Doyle's book, The Empowered Wife, any books that we have mentioned on our podcast in the last three years, we are providing links on our website. It's a way for us to be able to um, refer you to those books, but also for us to be able to kind of keep the lights on here at Marriage Therapy Radio and get a little bit of proceeds in the process. So you would be helping us out as we are really just trying to help you out as well. As always, if you are looking for a marriage therapist in your area, we have partnered with BetterHelp.com. You can go to TryBetterHelp.com forward slash MTR for Marriage Therapy Radio, and that's where you will receive the special discount. Thank you for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.